Welcome to the Solid Verbal. The Solid Verbal. Come after me! I'm a man! I'm 40! I've heard so many players say, well, I want to be happy. You want to be happy for a day? Eat a steak. It's that woo-woo! And now, Dan and Ty. Welcome back to the Solid Verbal, boys and girls. Ty Hildebrandt here, Dan Rubenstein, seated uh, directly to my right. Like hell, Ty. It's been a long, uh, long week, How do you Dan. feel? I felt better. Yeah. I'm not going to How lie. long have you been sick? I think I've been sick forever. Jeez, It's been the last month and a half. You're a warrior. I, I appreciate you coming out here and, uh, and sucking it up. Well, how hard is it to come to the national championship, It's though? not very difficult. I mean, you're telling me I can go to the national championship, be on Radio Row, do the solid verbal, in sit a, next to you. In a cold, modern, walkable place like Dallas. In a cold, modern, walkable place <laughs> yeah. like Dallas. This, this to me, sounds like heaven, so I'm glad to be here. Yeah, no, it's it's a pleasure. I know we look forward to this all season long. Uh, we've got all sorts of guests lined up. We did a show last night with uh, with Jason Kirk and Ryan Nanny from SB Nation. So if you haven't listened to that, do download, check it out, and tell the most important people in your lives. And... Uh, We've got a lot of people coming up over the course of this weekend. Who do we have today? Today we've got our friend Dave Jones yes. from the Patriot News. Dave is here as part of his uh, responsibilities with the Football Writers Association of America. So much Penn State basketball talk. That's right. He was dressed. So much. He was looking dapper in a suit. Yeah. So we're going to talk to Dave here. Dave's an interesting guy because total grown up. He uh, he covers Penn State football, as yep. you know, if you've listened to any of our shows. But he is an Ohio State grad. Yep. And also someone who just knows a lot about Big the Ten. inner workings yep. of the Big Ten. So mm-hmm. I want to get his perspective on Cardale Jones, and sure. particularly his perspective being an Ohio State alum. Yeah. How does he how does he see this game? And then we're going to talk to our friend Andy Staples. As you know, he was on Never the cover. Heard of him. He was on the cover. Um, not he specifically, but his right. work was featured on the cover. He'll of get there. He'll sooner get or later, there. there'll be a picture of a, yes. a heads-up shot of uh-huh. uh, Andy Staples. But he predicted 45-41 Oregon. That mm-hmm. was on the cover of Sports Illustrated. So want to get into a little bit more detail about why he feels that way. Yep. And uh, maybe we'll do a little 90s trivia with Andy. That yeah, seems to be his wheelhouse. Yeah, he's very good when it comes to boner jams from the 90s. Yeah. He knows what's literally up. Yeah. I don't know. That was weird. But you know what? Let's roll with it. Let's roll with it again. If you like boner the show, jams. find us on Twitter at Solid Verbal. Yeah. So we're credentialed, by the way. Yes, that's right. <laughs> so too late to take that away. <laughs> Send us an email at yeah. solidverbal at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook and on FanCred as well. Let's just dive right in. All right, yeah. Dan, we're here with a uh, longtime friend yeah, of the Solid Verbal. Who literally just walked in. He, he literally walked just in. walked in. It's like the Merv Griffin show where it's like, <laughs> oh, look who's here. <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> All we're missing is the Kramer set. That's true. We do have the big banner, which has subsequently <laughs> yeah. fallen down off it the fell wall. down. Um, it's it's taped to the desk in front of our guest. The best guess is that we're only in this room because of some clerical error. Yep, this is true. But I mean, there's, and there's, no, there's no Toady Fields here either, there's which no. would be on. Uh, there's a lot of heavy hitters in this room, Ty, most of whom have goatees. Um, <laughs> we've got a lot of empty tables. Yeah, there's so much interest in the college football you know playoff. That, that, that table that's right around 11 o'clock that we're looking at, KWVA, Eugene, yeah. that's Campus Radio, the University of Oregon, my birth, my broadcasting birthplace. So... It's, it's full circle. What you were on the campus where they, campus they filmed radio. Animal House? That's, that's true. That wow. is absolutely correct. What was the name of that show again? The name of my show was Morningwood. Morningwood, because right. Because I am a grown-up. Indeed. So we've got <laughs> Dave Jones here. Yes. Our friend from the Patriot News. What brings you all the way out to, uh, to Dallas for the championship? Um, Football Writers Association meetings mm-hmm. and meetings and important important meetings that I have to be here for. Plus, my sister lives here, so it's a good excuse. Okay. Nice. And, and I am an Ohio State graduate, but I don't really care who wins at all. I was right. going to say, you yeah. are an Ohio State guy. Yeah. You're an Ohio guy. 
Yeah, are you, I, I do you have a, a keen rooting interest in this game nah, because of that? I, or if you... anything, I probably would rather see Oregon win because I like their uniforms. Nice. I'm, I go really deep, you know, but I'm very upset about the uniforms right now. What what is, you know what they're doing, right? The white, white with silver and yeah, no, yeah. no green or yellow. When I was a kid, I used to love, I was a graphic design major at Ohio right. State, and I would actually draw baseball uniforms in Prismacolor pencil mm -hmm. perf perfectly and sell them to my friends for a quarter, or the NFL helmets and do them, even, even the little dolphin jumping through the, sure. the, the yeah. you know, back in, this is like the late 60s, and sell them to my friends for a quarter because they were, they were like perfectly drawn. Sure. I was so into uniforms, I was a total freak. <laughs> well, you know what everybody's doing with Oregon not wearing green and yellow? They're saying the words, Oregon uniforms, Oregon uniforms, Oregon uniforms, Oregon uniforms. So maybe marketing works. Yes, I think they very much intended everyone to be pissed off. Sure. So that they could prove yet again that they are they control so that far ahead of the curve yeah. that you, they can't be seen. True. Yes. That's, I, I that think that was actually their, their MO. What is, so you, no rooting interest in either of the teams keenly, but rooting interest in terms of what do you hope to see I, watching the game? I, I, I actually want to see some defense. Sure. You know, the over-unders have been crazy Large. during bowl season. Mm -hmm. They can't even get a, I talked to my uh, bookie buddy, uh, um, he's an odds maker who grew up in Altoona, mm -hmm. named Tony Sinisi last week. 16 overs out of the 25 bowls since the 27th, Jeez. since the pinstripe bowl we were at. Right. Which flew over. That was 40 and a half, and they scored 61. Right. And eight of those went over by more than two touchdowns. Wow. So I actually want to see some defense. You want to see, see some defense. I want to see I something. I feel know? like there's going to be defense in spots, in key spots. And I, I, don't don't. Think, I don't think that's... I think it's going to be 80-plus. You think it'll yeah. be like a 42-39 oh, type game? If you make a mistake out there, it's going to be a touchdown. That's make true. Make another mistake, touchdown. So you know, who can, who can play defense track. a little bit? Yeah, fast track, perfect, perfect conditions, and speed out the yin yang i mean i can't and that's not entertaining to you not anymore really no when i was a kid i would think that would be great right and think i think about what else you thought would be great though as a kid <laughs> think about if you're gonna let your like 12 year old self control your adult you know, taste you know what i thought we'd all be just eating malamars you know, you know, all day you know what i thought would be great was was what happened with the oregon uniforms like sure. in the mid 90s i love those things they and were when, great when when we covered the rose bowl in 94 yeah. with the the angry donald right, running through the o Interest yet you went to Ohio State, so is that is that from years of being a sports writer? Yeah, that's what was, really what it is. What and were you like as a the student? The last coach I liked there was Woody Hayes. So there what, you go. What was it like for you as a student at Ohio State? Were you a rabid fan? Yeah, sure. I mean, if you're a student there, and it was probably I wanted the basketball team with Clark Kellogg and those guys to win more than I wanted the football team to win. The football team was always there, but it's it's kind of it, back then it was kind of like Penn State, and that Fred Taylor and the basketball team were always ignored, mm -hmm. and then Eldon Miller and the basketball team ignored, and then Gary Williams and the basketball right. team ignored, while the football team had 20 times more fans. We didn't have the numbers, we didn't have the metrics to know that, right. but everyone kind of knew it. Now we have the metrics, and Penn State is certainly that ratio. I don't think Ohio State is anymore. I think there's a substantial number of basketball fans there. So it's it's more it's like a dual school. I think Nebraska gets a lot of basketball fans now in interest. Basketball, yeah. yeah that's yeah. right. So while Penn State just not. No. You know? Yeah, I mean you, you write a lot about Penn State obviously, but clearly you know a lot about the Big Ten. How long did it take you to buy in to Ohio State this season because we had the injuries? I, I, I never did. I'm guilty. 
Are you, have you bought in today? Are you, are yeah, you there now? Finally, okay. after Alabama, yeah. yeah. I thought they would hang with Alabama and play well and hard and lose by 10 points. I thought the line was about right yeah. uh, because I just couldn't see even Tom Herman turning that kid into a huge game-winning quarterback mm-hmm. in two weeks, or I mean five weeks. Sure. It was incredible. What? Incredible. What to you is the most likely scenario, no matter who wins, the type of game? You talked about a lot of offense, what you're expecting. I I can't imagine it not hitting 80. I don't even know what the over-under is now. I think it's 76, 75. What result would surprise you the most? If it was the kind of game I want. Which, which, is, which is, you know, 30-20. Well, that's not happening. Okay. But but if it was 30-24. I don't know if Ohio we, State has another quarterback, so <laughs> it might. Yeah, he's probably got three. Can Evan sure. Spencer play quarterback? He's probably got three yeah, stockpiled, and we just don't yeah. know it. You know, Tom Herman, they are getting a hell of a football coach at the University of Houston. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. And I love Tony Levine. And I was really surprised he got he got fired. Right. I didn't think he deserved that. What were they, 7-5? and five, you know? Yeah, seven and last six, year yeah. I think they had the best turnover margin or two yeah. years ago. Yeah. Best and a great margin. guy, yeah. really interesting guy. Uh-huh. Yeah, but uh, they're getting a hell of a coach. I don't know if he'll be a great head coach because sure. you never know whether coordinators yeah. are going to turn into the CEO. But man, if he gets himself a good defensive coach, which you don't need that much of in that league, it's right. the you know the AAC. But uh, he'll be able to recruit gonna, a lot of offense. Yeah, and the, he'll be able to South recruit Texas. that. I don't know if he'll be the same kind of coach on his own that he had to be under Urban Meyer where they're running Urban spread option. Right. I think he'll be more of a pro-style coach, but we'll see. It was an unbelievable job. Yeah. People don't understand. I mean, even when they were at Penn State, mm-hmm. and what was that, week eight? Yes. Yeah. They were a mess. They were. They were a mess. Yeah. And, and they've, they've turned in a few mess weeks. Penn State, a great, a great defense. Yep. But not a defense with guys flying around the field like Alabama has. Right, that can run with them. Yeah. Right. Just not. Okay. Uh, uh, that in in a, a number, you know, and Urban said it himself. It was the most improved team he's ever been around from start to finish, and I can't even imagine any, any team being that much more improved. And and Warner, um, the offensive line coach, mm-hmm. another unbelievable job. So that's a hell of a staff, and that's the kind of staff you can put together when you're Urban Meyer, I suppose. Yeah, and I was going to say, if you're anyone other than Danny Sheridan. You believe that <laughs> Urban Meyer is one of the best coaches in the country. You wrote something earlier this year that one of your way too early predictions was that. It looked prescient for about a month and a half, didn't it? It looked yeah. as if what well, you wrote, what well, you wrote, and again, you know, we've got the hi- we've got the benefit of hindsight. Captain now. hindsight. Yeah. But um, you know, his, his act is tired. It might not work. Well, he found some way to make it work down the stretch here. And I think as we look at the matchup. There is a perceived coaching gap between someone like an Urban Meyer and a Mark Helfrich, someone that we don't necessarily know a whole lot about on this big stage. Yeah, and I think you have to put that into consideration here. You have to. Mm -hmm. Um, And what I said in that column was that he gets quarterbacks beat up. And, you know, a week later, Braxton Miller got hurt in practice, Mm -hmm. not on a a running play, which was was the seed of what I was talking about. But uh, JT Barrett did. And JT Barrett carried 171 times this year mm-hmm. the exact same number as Braxton Miller did last year he got hurt on the 171st carry on a third and one going straight up between the guards I just don't think that's going to work in the long term and I still don't um, Urban's clearly a hell of a coach I just don't think that can hold out 
on a normal year. Oh, unless you have the physical specimen like Tim Tebow, who's able to take that abuse, and yeah, maybe Cardell Jones. Cardell Jones is probably more like his prototype sure. than any of the, the either the other two. Absolutely. Because did you see the one play where he shot up the middle at the end of the first half? Yep. Oh my God! He's a load. He guys were going at. He was a waist. runaway freight train. Time. No, Ohio State has a Clydesdale <laughs> at quarterback, which is not fair. Who was, I would say. Who was the guy at Marshall? I can't think of his name. Byron Marshall. No, 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 Byron Leftwich. Byron Leftwich. Yeah, yeah, me of that, oh, except yeah. a lot faster. He's a know? better runner. Yeah, yeah yes, for sure. Yeah, but yeah, but that bring him size, down. you know, that that size. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And on the Oregon side, aside from the uniforms, what to you is is the the sort of linchpin? What are you looking for, matchup wise, player wise, that you think will decide their success or lack thereof? I think if they can run the ball which they all have always done. Yes, and people have done against Ohio State this year. That is it, yes. Yeah. And people have done it against Ohio State this year, and I think Alabama got away from it at, key, at crucial so times. So strange. Well, not, not if you consider the coordinator. The, the, guy, the guy wearing the headset, correct. We're, we were led to believe he had matured, so this is new. Yeah. Fair I think enough. I'm being too loud. No, it doesn't matter. Mike Frances is looking at me weird. Yeah, I, listen, it's that's, not, the, that's the only look he has. Um, <laughs> Final score. What is what is your prediction ultimately? You'd like to see a lower scoring game, a more balanced What's game. What's the line? And I, I, I haven't seen it. Favored by six and a half or seven. Is it still seven? Yep. Okay. All right. So what's your what's your score? I'm taking the underdog this time. Taking which the means if you know anything about my reputation, right? I'm Jinxie the Black Cash. Sure. But it usually only works if I say something in the middle of the game, which I said at 14 to six. <laughs> right. On, I actually tweeted, or no, it was on Facebook. I mm -hmm. said, this, this thing's over. Wow. Yeah. And it's, it's like magic. And you forgot about Lane It's amazing. Kiffin. You forgot. <laughs> See, that's what everybody was like. He had it was, matured, it he was right after up. Jones threw, threw that interception. Yeah. And Alabama got the ball back pick. and scored, so it looked like I was okay. But no, if I ever do that in the middle of the game, it's going the other way. Yeah. So if you ever happen to see I'm anything that I say. I'm going to report you on say, Twitter. No, you just, you just go to the window. <laughs> sure. That's what you do. That's what right you do. Right then. Yeah. Done. But I will, I will say... I can't imagine Urban Meyer not affecting this game in the positive for Ohio oh, State. Absolutely. So I'm going to call it Ohio State 46, Oregon 41. Outright. 46-41. Almost the same exact score as Andy Staples, only going the other team. Only the other direction. Is that what Andy said? Andy's 45-41. Oregon. Yeah. Well, 46 is a kind of weird score. Yeah. But, you know, Might somewhere well go for there. two. All right. Great. I've been a wonderful guest. I've, I've You've been, been great. Like, Can been I come thing. back? Absolutely. Absolutely. You have an open door policy. Um, I mean, the line to get in here is out the door. But yeah, this is very strange. Do we give you parting gifts? <laughs> Here's your parting gift. Let's we, ask we have him a solid verbal there. home game. Let's ask him some one? life advice. Yes. So we, we like to end our shows. Oh, this with some isn't life the advice. end of the show. This then. is. Well, okay. Because this is going to take a while. Well, no, because I, I like we have people from different backgrounds. You know, we of course we've we've had Davey on for years now, Ty. When you when you think Davy Jones, what are you what are you thinking? Life advice. Where do you think you can offer the best advice? So what what is it? Is it romance? Is it fashion? Is it food? Is it relationships? Music. Professional. Indicate like what what do you feel like you are? If you could have a call in advice show. I think for you guys. Yeah. If every day you can just help one listener. Yeah. Then that's all there is. All right. Well, how about let's help Ty. Ty's in the middle of wedding planning. What, what is, what is, is he really? Yes, he is. What's the date, buddy? In April. Late April. Oh, that is Eastern sweet. PA. Who is she? Let's, let's hear about her. <laughs> She's Kate. She's Kate. Yeah. She's female. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She's good. Yeah. She is um, a work colleague. Yeah. Formerly a colleague. Mm -hmm. 
So what are, what, what are the little you problems she has with it, you right now? Because they're going to exacerbate. I've been married now for it's uh, a great question for 27 years, uh-huh, uh-huh. and you're going to have to get over some humps, sir. So let's let's isolate the little little. They look like little tiny they're problems now, now, but they. I what, what, what strange things do you do that are just I do a lot of strange things, Dave? They get on her Dan, nerves. Dan, you can you know help out here. Yeah, I'm trying you? to think. I mean, I don't I don't know their relationship. Well, you know, I, I do that thing, Dave, where I uh, if I go over to her place. I don't hang the coat up in the closet. You know, I, I thought, kinda, I thought I you were going to say that you start tidying up. <laughs> no, no, no. no. <laughs> you can look at me. I'm a brute. Yeah, obviously. I do that thing where I sort of throw the, the, the coat over the, the couch. coat over the, over the couch, over the chair. And that's whatever. not happening wow. with Kate. Now, now it's like, you know, since we've become engaged, it's like, um, you know, you should really, you should start putting that in the closet. In the now. closet. That's a, that's a demand. There you go. You know? I mean, it's not, it's some not point, an unreasonable gonna, demand. At some point, this is my advice. And it's not, it's not Stop contentious advice. <laughs> <laughs> it's Dan's, not worth it. Dan, we're going to end the way we started. Yeah. Dan's a funny, funny man. That's, well, Merv. listen. I'm just Merv would call you, he would <laughs> compare you to Joe Flynn. I'll take it. A funny, I'm funny not man. I'm sure I understand He's, you got it. The same, you got the same glasses. Yes. He was the, he was the captain on McHale's Navy. I'll but anyway, absolutely yeah. take that. Yeah. 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 Um, um, no, this is what you do. At some point, on all these little things, you got to stand your ground. Oh, you, your, you stand your, your ground, and not in a nasty way, but pick your battles. Yes. He's right. Yeah. But stand your ground, and it will make for a better relationship down the line. And she should, too. She okay. should, too, because both of you should, should know that none of that crap matters. There it is. All I don't, that stuff I don't know doesn't if the coat matter. to the crusade I want to take up, but I'm going to keep that in mind. Because, no, uh, I, think, I think it's the perfect time to make an example of the stuff that doesn't matter. Next time, you, you throw it on the floor. That's, <laughs> that's, that's true. What you, you and know. take it from David. He's probably one of I, the... Actually, you take it from the couch and throw it on the floor. <laughs> Dave Jones drives a hard bargain. He does. One of the, the best-dressed <laughs> people here. That's so all. when it comes to clothing <laughs> advice and what to do with it, I'd say we listen. That's, that's what I say. That's all from me. The Offshoot Podcast. There it is. All right. Dave Jones, Patriot News. Thanks Thank for stopping guys. by. Thank you. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. All right, Dan, we're pleased to welcome our longtime friend of the Solid Verbal, Mr. Andy Staples from yeah. Sports Illustrated. Back to the show. Sir, how are you? I'm great. I'm surprised Dan's talking to me with my, uh, actually, what am I thinking? I picked Oregon. <laughs> you did pick you Oregon. Did pick I Oregon. can't even remember who I picked you now. You put it on the cover of a major national Four, Somebody from some Ohio State fan tweeted me yesterday with a picture of, of the issue on his toilet paper roll. Okay, oh, nice. that's creative. That's nothing that will possibly come back to bite. Well, I, I don't quite understand the vitriol from Ohio State fans because usually when someone is lauded on the cover of our magazine, it does not it's bode well for them the following week. Right, yeah. Right. So, now I didn't know that pick was going on the cover of the magazine either. Wow, I, that would, you don't see that a lot. It's one of those where the editor calls in and says, all right, you need to do kind of a breakdown of the game and uh, we're, we're going to need a pick. Just give us mm-hmm. a score and prediction. Right. Okay. And then. Six days later, it's on the cover how, of the magazine. How many times have you been on the cover before? Uh, are we talking about just a line? Because this would a like, picture th- of you. This is like just having a line. No, no pictures yet. <laughs> just wait. Just wait. How You'll many times s- have you personally? Wait until you see me in, biki- in a bikini in February. Sure. Yeah. But curves in all the right no, places. I, I would count this one as just like having a tease to one of your stories that's inside because okay. that's not really a cover story. A, a actual cover stories, I think it's th- three or four now. Is that something you see and you get all, all jazzed up about? I mean, that's a big The deal. first time I saw my name on the cover of Sports Illustrated, I was in the airport in Orlando. Uh, the college football preview issue had come, mm-hmm. come out and we did regional covers. And I had written a feature on uh, Nick Saban. And so the Southeast region 
was the Alabama cover, and they made that the cover story for that regional cover. Mm-hmm. And I walked past and I was like, wow. I picked it up, like looking at it, and like not even thinking about it. And I, I, I bought a couple of them and I walk out of the, the, the little shop and I'm like, wait a second, I'm crying in the middle of the airport. It's crazy. Cause and it's some, like, and well, some I mean, Bama fans gave you a wedgie. Oh, you, you suck. No, no, no. I think they won the national title that okay, year. So, so. I, we did not jinx them nice. that, that year. They did. They did lose to Texas A&M. Makes you want to high five like your 15 year old self. It, it, no, it was weird. It, it was it was kind of fitting. My mom went to Alabama. Okay. She never got to see me write for Sports Illustrated. Right. I was still writing for the Tampa Tribune when she died. So I thought it was appropriate that you know it was her school. It was Alabama. Was the first one. But yeah, it's 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 crazy because I remember when when I was still writing for the newspaper, I was covering Florida in the national title game against Ohio State out in Arizona. Yep. And I was talking to Luke Wynn, who I work with now at SI. Yeah. And um, he had he had gotten a couple things in the magazine at that point. Not he's gotten a ton of stuff now and Since. a bunch of cover stories. And um, and I remember asking him like, "What's it like to see your name in the magazine the first mm-hmm. time?" And he said, "You know." He he didn't really give much of a description, which is weird because he's a very descriptive person. Right. And I and I was like, oh, it must be like the uh, when you ask the astronauts what it's like to go be to the moon, space. they can't tell you. Yep. So, and, and it's true, you can't really describe it well because it's just like you grow up kind of idolizing that publication, and, right. and you see, yeah. and you never think real people actually write Exist. for it until yep. you get there, and. Then you see it and you're just like, wow. And then you're, then you're crying in the airport, right? And you're, you're crying, crying in the I mean, airport. Exactly. I had a very similar reaction. Raise your hand if you've been in a picture of yourself has been in Sports Illustrated with a Playboy Playmate. That would be, wow. I, guess, I guess I'm the only I one that can. I cannot claim. I've had a photo published in Sports Illustrated. Yeah. I've had a photo published in the New York Times. I've never had a photo of myself and a Playmate published anywhere. There well, you go. Here it is. I rare, was both in I've had one texted to my wife. <laughs> Long I was story. Both in Sports <laughs> Illustrated and in Playboy proper. Wow. A picture of me with said Verified Aaron. Yeah. Which here, Playmate radio. was this? Uh, she had gone to Nebraska, and when I was at Nebraska for SI shooting my video series, I just randomly came across her. That sounded in a different way than I intended. Wow. Um, I had randomly met her at a tailgate, and I was shocked to realize, like, as, as anybody pretty. would be. I was like, oh. Have you ever thought of modeling? Why well, I'm naked in Playboy. Okay. Funny you should ask. Um, and just took a picture with her, and it was in Sports Illustrated. And then I got a note from a Playboy editor asking if he could run the photo because there's like a, like, what are Playmates up to now section, apparently. And so there <laughs> I am. Tailgating with Dan Rubenstein. It's, it's like lostletterman.com. Both issues with the same picture are framed and on my Wall that is in my excellent. Apartment. See, that is that is far superior to the the photo of the Tennessee recruits that I accidentally took with the Tennessee hostesses at the high Oops. school game in, in Duncan, South Carolina. There you go. Oops. Should we talk about college football? We should. So your prediction was 45-41. In a nutshell, basically, you're thinking that Ohio State has to key so much on the run that it opens up the pass for Mariota. I think so, and and, and I also think Mariota is just so good at keeping plays alive that it's really hard to ask any DB to cover for as long as you have to cover when he's playing quarterback. Because the thing is, he's not the kind of guy who really wants to get outside the pocket and run. He right. wants to keep the play alive. Mm-hmm. He wants to run the play they call. Keep his eyes downfield, yeah. And so you see him dancing around. He does that tiptoe thing, almost like Fred Flintstone bowling. Mm-hmm. And he just, he's got a real knack for being able to stay alive in the pocket, keep the play going. And you ask a DB to cover for six, seven, eight seconds, 
he's not going to be able to do it for very long. Right. I mean, maybe maybe one or two plays, but he's just going to get gassed. Yeah. And so I think it, it's very important if you're Ohio State, if you're Joey Bosa, or if you're Darren Lee coming on the blitz, you, if you get a hand on Mariota, you have to get him down. Yep. Because otherwise, he's going to find a way to pick you apart. What is, what is the most likely scenario in terms of dramatic um, scoring either way, and what is the least likely well, the, scenario? The most likely is turnovers, just like you saw in the, the Oregon-Florida State game. And yeah. This could go either way for Both Oregon or for really. Ohio State. Yeah. Really. Yeah, I mean, if you have a situation where it's a relatively close game and mm -hmm. then one team rips a turnover, scores, right, gets another turnover, scores, mm -hmm. That's probably the game, okay. and, and that could that could happen with Either Oregon direction. or with Ohio yep. State because they're both really good at it. They both run up tempo offenses. Uh, you know, I think the the reason I, I picked Oregon, I, I, as you could tell by the score, I, I think they're pretty evenly matched. Right. I, I thought you know you've got Marcus Mariota. It just doesn't have many bad games, and we just don't know with Cardell Jones because he's still making his third start. Mm -hmm. uh, but he's been fantastic so far he was especially good on third down against alabama which yeah. for a dude making his second start you just think how in the world is he keeping this together right but he's been great and when you talk to him you can kind of tell he's a little bit of a different cat and right he's very confident mm -hmm. in himself and uh just kind of loosey-goosey out there and, and understands really understands that offense very well which is a testament to to how well he prepared as the backup right. to jt barrett because a lot of those guys are just kind of goofing around not paying much attention he was clearly paying attention when he was a backup are you less in the camp because we spoke about a week ago or a few days ago that there was the part of you that thought that maybe there was a the other shoe was going to drop you know you have this magical run of a third string quarterback yeah. but you know at a certain point you play wisconsin you play uh, you play alabama you play oregon at a certain point perhaps the reason why he perhaps wasn't regarded as highly as JT Barrett might show itself. Do you feel as strongly about that? Are you because he did have a, he did have a bad fourth quarter against Alabama, right? And he started poorly against Alabama and played mm. fantastically between. I, I'm not sure the other shoe can completely drop because the people around him are so good. Correct. I, I think that's the problem. Their their offensive line is very good. Mm -hmm. Ezekiel Elliott, you saw against Alabama, uh, very rare combination of power and yep. speed. Uh, defensively, I, I love their defensive line. Yeah. Uh, Darren Lee, I, I like the way they, they essentially, I mean, they run plays for him. Their, mm -hmm. their blitzes are like, it almost looks like their D linemen are blocking for him. Yeah. As a run, you know, he's a, instead of being a running back, he's a, he's, he's finding the gap and, and shooting and hitting the quarterback. And um, I, I just, I think they're too talented overall to let even a bad game by the quarterback keep them out of the game right I, I think I, I think both teams are going to find a way to be in it no matter what I it, it, just a blowout either way just does not seem in the cards because both teams can score so fast both teams have proven how resilient they are all year right so I, I just don't see how either team could blow the other out Cardale Jones only eight hours or I should say eight quarters of film to go on if you're the Oregon defensive coordinator Don Pelham how do you go at this kid how do you try to I don't know, ruin his timing, not let him throw that deep ball. Just try to harass him. And the thing they have that, that a lot of teams don't have just in that, <laughs> quite in that shape is two guys who are long. Mm -hmm. I mean, NBA power forward long, and that's DeForest Buckner and our Eric Armstead. Uh, guys like that can, can be blocked pretty effectively and be three yards away from the quarterback 
but if you if you're the the lineman blocking them and you don't hit them at the right time to get their hands down and then get those hands extended and jump it's thrown into a forest they, exactly they, they can knock the ball down and and Fortunately for Ohio State, they do have. I mean, Cardell Jones is six five, six six. He he's the, he throws over the top. I mean, he he's got a, a high launch point on the ball already, so that's going to help him against that. But if you're inexperienced and you're dealing with those guys who are pretty good, by the way, yep. you know they don't they don't always get blocked. Sometimes they get through. Mm-hmm. I think that could be an issue. What's your view on the playoff now? I love it. I always did, but I mean, I knew it was going to be. I knew it was going to be great. Somebody asked me a question in my mailbag column about what if there were an eight-team playoff this this year. And I, you know, I used to think, okay, eight would be a great number. And then I, I liked those semifinals so much. I was like, well, you know, maybe we should just keep this four and mm-hmm. for a little while and see how it goes. And then I mocked out the eight. Mm-hmm. And it would have been fun as hell. Oh, it would have been awesome. <laughs> it would have been so great. You know, think you probably would have seen, okay, if TCU had gone and beaten Florida State in Tallahassee, right. which is what totally doable would have been a game, you'd have had Oregon TCU in a semifinal. Oh, <laughs> would have been so, so what, awesome. So who is A? So was Michigan State A? Michigan so State, Alabama, Alabama Michigan State. which I think would have been a pretty close yeah. game. Because um, I, I, I don't think one through eight were that far apart. Yeah, I, I think the, probably seven and eight might have been a step below, but then we saw Michigan State come back and beat number five. Baylor, so Ohio have, State would have been a blast. Absolutely. But is that standard in most years where you've got so much parity between one and eight? It, no, I, I mean, this feels like it, it was sort of almost depends sort of on the year. year. It sort of depends on the year, but I, I don't think it was all that all that different last year. I think we're sort of jaded by the BCS. We assume those two teams that got to the title game every year were the best. And right. yeah. that's not always true. Not necessarily well, true. We found out this year, right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I mean, a Florida State Alabama title game and, and people would have stood up and said, Well the BCS got it right. Mm-hmm. Well, no, it wouldn't nope. have. Yeah. They, they absolutely would not have. Um, something we like to do, Tyler. Yes. We like to do many things here. So but. Andy got when we were out in LA, he got sort of a pre trivia trivia. Uh, I was I was rusty. Oh, by the way, I should say the lady friend, the solid solid girlfriend. I don't know what her the nickname is on the show. For, yes. I like it. We became Sports Illustrated official, and she actually had to go back to Chicago early from L.A., where unfortunately her grandmother passed away. Oh, but no. the talk of that, the family time, was her appearance in Sports Illustrated. So I want to thank you for that. I, I do what I can. So. She she was very helpful, uh, you know, chronicling the. Uh, <laughs> The, he did, he did the work. Korean barbecue poutine and the uh, <laughs> and the double decker ice cream sandwiches. So he got he got some pre trivia while we were waiting for the, yes. the twice fried fries. We're going 1996. Mm. The, the year Billboard I graduated charts. from high school, this started a, college. This should be this should be a good also year. known as the year of genuine's pony. This is true. Jason Kirk is sitting nearby. How many songs deep can Andy Staples name the artist of when I give him the song title in 1996 on the Billboard Hot 100 chart? What is your guess? If I were to say, so if I were to say, as an example, number six, I believe I can fly. Who sang it? R. Uh, R. Kelly. So that was number six he got. So how many down before he doesn't get one? Let's set the over-under at uh, 11. He's saying the over-under at 11. tie. Do you think he can do more than 11? Yes. Okay, I think I'm going to miss the number two song. He's going to miss number two. (laughs) All right, here we go. Here we go. All right. Uh, We'll we'll put some music behind this. Yeah, we'll do that in post. We'll We'll clean it in post. Okay. Candle in the Wind, 1997. Elton John. Correct. Ding. I thought you said Dan. Uh, no, no, we're good. How did Candle in the Wind 1997 come out in 1996? I'm not positive. Hold on, this is 97. Uh, oh, That's 90, on me. We're That's doing 97. Okay, yeah, okay. I should have seen that as a clue. Okay. Candle in the Wind 97. Gotcha. So we're not, we're not in the year of Pony anymore. 
Okay, Jason Kirk has changed it too. I'm so sorry, Genuine. We're going with 11. Number right. two, Foolish Game slash You Were Meant For Me. Jewel. Correct. I'll Be Missing You. Uh, Give me one person it featured as well. Well, it, was, uh, it would be, uh, I don't know what he was going, I think he was going by Puff Daddy Correct. at the time and Faith Evans. That's, I'll, I'll it was a tribute it. to Biggie, of course. Correct. Also featuring 112. I Un forgot about this next song. Unbreak My Heart. Tony Braxton. Correct. Yes. Wow. Can't nobody hold me down. That's another Puff Daddy. That's correct. Yeah. Uh, I believe I can fly. We would uh, don't let go. Parenthetically, love. Oh. Don't let go. We're at number seven. Don't I don't. Let go. I think Jason's gonna lose. Uh, you get one Jason lifeline. Where he's gonna sing it for Ryan me. Ryan is no longer here. This is number seven. Don't let go. Parenthetically, love from 1997. That is correct. Okay. Oh wow. So oh yeah. Okay. Okay. I got you. So you are saved. Number eight, Return of the Mac. Mark Morrison. Correct. How do I live? Without I believe Lee and Rhyme saying this one. Correct. Right, uh, wannabe. Spice Girls. Correct. Quit playing games, parenthetically, with my with heart. With my heart. That was the Backstreet Boys. That is correct. Mbop. Hanson. Correct. We're now at number 13. For you, I will. Ooh. How am I not getting this? You've the, already used your Jason Yeah, Kirk I know. Lifeline. And I... Oh, gosh. Oh, Ryan's back. You get a Ryan nanny. Oh. That's just in time. I can, but I can hear the song. That's the problem. I just For can't. you, I will. Who sang it? Monica. That's correct. This is Monica. Okay. You have your lifeline. Oh, good. Okay, next. I was weak on my Monica Brandy You, you make songs. me wanna. I was Usher. Correct. Um, bitch. That's <laughs> Meredith song Bro time. Meredith yeah. Brooks. That's correct. He knew that way too quickly. He did. They played that a lot on the radio in Gainesville, Florida. Nobody. Nobody, nobody like the Chaka Khan song, like ain't it's not Chaka Khan. Nobody. Oh, this is the Tony Rich project. Oh, so no? he did not get to twenty. No, no? Oh, so he nobody. Did not. I thought that was pretty good. Keith Sweat featuring oh, okay, okay. Athena Cage. That's right. This That's is the, correct. The follow-up to Twisted. Yes. Okay, and then we'll, we'll round out the top twenty just so you can save face. For the home viewer. He beat he beat Jason Kirk's eleven prediction ish. Uh, Semi Charm Life. Third Eye Blind. Correct. Barely Breathing. Ooh, good song. Duncan Sheik. Correct. Hard to Say I'm Sorry. Well, Chicago, but right. well, <laughs> who covered it? it was, uh, well, it features the lead singer of Chicago. Peter Cetera. Yeah. Right. So okay. I'll, I'll let him. It's As Yet as, featuring. Oh, as, yeah. Well, As Yet was one of those that did a lot of the uh, they sort of sampled. pop or country. Right. Yeah. Whatever John Michael Montgomery. Mm-hmm. And finally, number 20. <laughs> that reference was weird. Number 20, Mo Money, Mo Problems. Oh, geez, I don't know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, I believe it started with Mace. Yeah. And then it went to Puff Daddy, mm -hmm. and then Biggie yes, the, closed the, it the, out. Yes, yeah. this is correct. M-A dollar sign E, <laughs> yeah, sorry. I would have also accepted. All right. Andy Staples, 45-41. Yep. Figures that even with turnovers, this game could go either way. Uh, I, th I think he acquitted himself fairly well. I think he did. Thanks I'd, for coming on. All right, there you have it, Dan. Yeah. That's our uh, our show. This is Friday. Mm -hmm. So a number of you will probably hear it on uh, some point on over the weekend, Yep. maybe on Saturday. The plan is going to be to do more shows like this around an a half hour in length. Uh, we're going to have more guests on yep. tomorrow and throughout the weekend. We've got, we've got Stu Mandel's going to come on, Bruce Feldman, our friends at the USA Today. Um, who else do we have? Whoever else wanders in here, quite honestly. Uh, we've got Dave Letterman. Dave. <laughs> we've got, we've got, we've, you know what? We're sitting, how far away are we sitting from Houston at right now? About 20 feet? It's, it's, uh, 
an easy stone throw. Two, two card tables away. He's been bothering us. He's like he's got a lot of boner jams recommendations. So, right. um, I think we should we should get our new our new friend, Doctor Nut on our neighbor. Yeah. We'll see we'll see what we can do. We thank you again for downloading the show. Yeah. One more time at SolidRebel.com. Find us on Facebook, on FanCred, and on Twitter. We will catch you all tomorrow evening. In the meantime, stay solid. Peace.